There's a phrase in our house, and I'm sure it's not, we're not unique to this, but it's a phrase that is used quite a lot. And the phrase is this, are you ready? Are you ready? And we use it when we're going for a Boris walk and we're calling the boys down and we'll say, are you ready? Have you got your trainers on? Have you got your shoes on? Have you got the dog on a lead? And the only person who seems to respond positively to that sort of request is the dog herself. But it's the thing we can find ourselves asking a lot in life, isn't it? You may, in more normal times, have a friend who rings and say, are you ready? I'm coming to pick you up in two minutes. Are you ready? Will you be at the door when I arrive? Or perhaps when you're going on holiday, if you can remember, that far back. Are you ready? Have you got your cases packed? Have you got everything you need before we set off? Are you ready? The reading from Genesis that Leo read to us a few moments ago is in some ways a little bit like the reading we had last week. It's, it's one of those sort of pivotal accounts of the Old Testament. Last week we were in the book of Daniel, looking at Daniel in the lion's den. This week we're looking at Noah and the events of the flood. The backstory to Genesis chapter 7 is that the, the earth has become very wicked. Is that through the chapters um, preceding it, just sort of sin and rebellion against God has been sort of gathering a pace. And it gets to the point where, where God has said, look, I wish I'd never created humanity. And so the, the flood happens and the, there is going to be nowhere who is a faithful, righteous man who will be rescued along with his family from the flood by building the ark along then with the animals. And Jesus picks up on this account in Matthew chapter 24 and starts to explain about it in a bit more detail. Now Matthew chapter 24 is of itself a very complex part of the New Testament. If you get the chance to read it this afternoon, do read it. There's some really fascinating stuff in there. And it's complex in the sense that Jesus is speaking prophetically here. And he's speaking about events which are yet to come. And some of these events sort of have multiple fulfilment. Some of the events um, that he talks about will be fulfilled initially in AD 70 when the temple in Jerusalem falls. But other events go right beyond where we're living now to the time when Jesus will return again in great glory. Now the minute we start to talk about the second coming, the return of Christ, we can get into all kinds of um, discussions and different views on the subject, and we get those awfully long words, all that seem to end up with isms that describe people's various opinions on the second coming. And there can be a danger that actually as Christians we pass over the glory and the hope that this message of the second coming brings, because it can all sound a little bit too complicated. But if we boil it down to its bare essentials, what we can actually see from this passage is the glorious truth that Jesus is coming back. And that he calls us as individuals and as a church to be ready for whenever that day is. But let's see what Jesus has to say about Noah. In verse 37 it says, as it was in the days of Noah, and then in verse 38. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. And Jesus is sort of saying there that actually the, the, the point of this is that people didn't know what was going to happen until Noah went into the ark. There was, there was no sort of knowledge. Life was just carrying on as normal. People hadn't got ready for the events that were taking place. And so he says that actually 
as we approach the day when Jesus will return, a day that we don't know when it is, and it says in um, verse 36 of this chapter, that not even the angels nor the Son, only the Father know when this day is. But that we can actually choose to get ready, or we can actually just ignore what Jesus is saying here. You know, if our response, though, to the second coming is to, to merely become speculative and sort of spectators of, of world events and say, well, is Jesus coming now? Is Jesus coming now? We can actually really miss the message and the hope of the centrality of the second coming in Christian thinking and Christian faith. This is a message that really should spur us on to be ready to be living lives that reflect the glory of God in the here and now. If on January the 1st, somebody had said to me, three months down the line, you're going to be living through the biggest pandemic the world has seen for over 100 years, I don't think I would have really believed it. Because th there was nothing really in the news at that point to indicate that such a time was coming. And I think for many of us, for most of us in fact, it, it sort of caught us slightly off guard. We only had a couple of weeks really to get ready for the, the lockdown scenario that we now face our, uh, find ourselves in. Noah, however, had been told by God to get ready. He knew what was happening. Jesus too has told us as his followers to get ready. And we can choose to be ready or we can choose to not be ready. We can choose to obey Jesus or we can ignore him. Verse 44, Jesus says very clearly, so you also must be ready. So what does being ready mean? Well, Jesus tells a lot of parables about how to be ready. He says it's like being ready, waiting for a bridegroom coming, being all prepared in advance. It's being ready with the things that we do, making sure we make the most of the time before Jesus returns. In the 5th century, there was a time in the history of Western Europe when there was a huge um, crisis point. The Roman Empire, which had caused peace for so many people and allowed Christianity to sort of spread um, quite peacefully throughout the empire, within a period of about 100 years, really collapsed in on itself through invasions and all kinds of other problems and fell apart. And there was um, one of the greatest early Christian writers was writing at this time, Augustine, and he says this, and I think this is really poignant to where we are today. The paradox of the Christian life is this, that the evils that we must suffer in our earthly discipleship journey must be taken with absolute seriousness. But so much the destiny that awaits us. And he goes on to talk about the joy of eternity spent with Jesus. So the call there is to take seriously where we are now, but to be ready for the destination. We're not called to live idly by waiting, but actually in the situation we're in, serving, giving, loving, doing all the things that Jesus would do. We live essentially in this in-between time. Jesus has come, the kingdom has been announced, but it's not yet complete until he returns. I don't know if you found yourself over the last few weeks also saying phrases like, when the lockdown is over, I'll, and then you can fill in the blanks, it might be, book a holiday, go shopping, meet up with friends, meet up with family. 
And we find ourselves, again, getting ready, don't we? Sort of preparing ourselves mentally or perhaps physically for, for some kind of future that we hope is coming. But are you ready to let Jesus into your life in a new way? Are you ready today? Perhaps you've never said yes to Jesus and you need to just be ready to follow him. Are you ready to do whatever it is God calls us to do in this season? But you see, sometimes I think, spiritually particularly, we can pass over today because we start thinking too much about tomorrow. You know, I long for the day as a church when we can meet together again. It is very strange, isn't it, at the moment, the way that we, we have to meet virtually. And, it, and it's great we can do it, but I long for the time when we can experience one another's company in that um, sort of sense of worshipping the Lord together. But you know, God also has stuff that he wants to do in each of our lives in the here and now. We're to be ready today, not put it off until the time when actually life might feel a bit easier. The day to serve Jesus is now. The day to be ready is now. Noah did what God said, even when it seemed the most bizarre thing, to go and build an ark when you're not even next to the sea. But what does it mean for us today to be ready? What does it mean for you? Luke 18 verse 8, Jesus simply says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? God hasn't called us to build an ark, but he has called us to pray your kingdom come. God hasn't called us to escape the coming flood, but he has called us to share the good news of the gospel until he returns. He has called us to have lives that share the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit. He has called us to have lives that are full of kindness and peace and love and joy. He has called us to love our neighbour as ourselves. He has called us to care for the poor and the needy. We've heard already this morning how we can get involved in some of those things in a very practical way in our local area. You see, for Noah, being ready was simply doing what God said. For us to be ready for that great day when Jesus returns is exactly the same thing. Living passionately for Jesus obeying him, living with the seriousness of what we live in today, but with that glorious hope that one day Jesus will return. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the message of your second coming. We thank you that we can look forward with great hope and great assurance that in knowing you we have a future that is just beyond anything we can imagine at the moment. But Lord, I pray as individuals, as a church family, we will be ready. We will be found on this earth as a faith-filled people doing the things that you call us to do so that your kingdom may grow and your name may be glorified. So help us to be faithful. Help us to be ready. In Jesus' name. Amen.